Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome on Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick. Uh, he's uh, appearing today on behalf of Signal Relief. Coach, welcome to the show. How are we doing this afternoon? We're doing all right. Uh, you know, it's we're kind of at the end of football season. And I, I, I do, do people in football, when it's winding down, even if you're involved, like if you were heading off to the Super Bowl right now, is there not a bittersweet thing in football when you have to say goodbye at the end of the regular season, even though you might be able to go on vacation? Well, I don't know. You know, it's a long season, and and certainly for the two teams going to the Super Bowl, they're they're energized for the match right now, with the potential to 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 get the ultimate prize here in in a week and a half's time. For everybody else, you transition so quickly into you know the Senior Bowl is coming up this week, and then you got the Combine. Uh, frankly, it's it's a little bit of a let's take a deep breath and let me step back a second. You know, so it's not like you miss it. Uh, it's nice to be able to just just um, you know detox a little bit and and step out of that intensely uh, in, you know mind numbing experience sometimes of just the, the league is just nonstop day after day week after week. Uh, it's kind of nice to step away from it, but then you have to you, you turn around very quickly because free agency begins. I mean you're off and running. I was, I joked with uh, with Ozzie Newsom after the Super Bowl, their Super Bowl. In uh, 2012, we were in the airport at the same time, and you know, it's hey, congratulations! The combine starts in two weeks, right? <laughs> you know, so it's it's a quick turnaround. Now, you know, you have been uh, for, so far as I know, you have had chances to get back into being a head coach, and you know, you've kind of declined the overtures and all that. But is there is there a part of the NFL schedule or being an NFL head coach that you do miss? Well, you miss you miss the the players. You know, you, you, you miss the level of competition because it's the ultimate on a week-to-week basis. But, but for me now, at this stage of my life, I mean, that grind, I, I, you know, it, no. You know, I, I was able to, via the, being a part of the broadcast team at Fox and, and the NFL Network, was we were able to stay around it and stay contact with, with the high energy of the game for a while. But, uh, no, nah, not for me right now. It's just that, that grind. That is truly twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five. I I don't miss that, and and then quite frankly, couldn't do it. Now, now I'm seventy years old and, and uh, lots of energy and feel good, but boy, that kind of grind just uh, is is overwhelming to me right now. So I'm enjoying watching it from afar. Brian Billick on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, to to look at the two remaining teams uh, in the playoffs, obviously heading to the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes, six straight AFC title games now. Oh, gosh, I'm going to forget the numbers. What is it? Four Super Bowls in six years. What makes Pat Mahomes capable of doing what he does at the level he does it and lead his team to now four Super Bowls in six years? Wow. Yeah, that's that's a hard one to say because he is so special and so unique. We overuse that word sometimes. Um, in terms of describing players, but in, his talents are so singular and so unique. And as you size up these two 
two teams. And, and it's going to be a great game. And there's any number of things that you can look at the 49ers in terms of their defense and what their front seven can do and, and the, the talent they have on offense and the balance between run and pass. This, but at every point, you go, well, the 49ers are running it. Yeah, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Well, in that defense, yeah, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Whatever, whatever argument, I'm, I'm heading out to the Super Bowl next week and I'll be working Radio Row and, and talking about signal relief and talking about the game. And at the end of the day, no matter what vein you want to tap into to talk about how this game can go, that's how unique Patrick Mahomes is. It, it has to come back to him. Um, and the last game was a perfect example of it. I thought if we were talking about a Chiefs win on the road against the Ravens, who I think, you know, player for player were a better team, uh, you can look at all the different elements of it, and, and I thought, well, you know, they're running the ball with Pacheco better, and that's going to be a factor. But at the end of the day, it, it was the uniqueness of Patrick Mahomes and his ability to deliver, particularly at key situations. Um, I saw today, you know, and again, it's people are going to talk about it. Is it going to be the greatest ever? I think we need a little tincture of time, but, boy, he's, he's certainly circling that cul-de-sac because what he's doing is we, we've not seen the likes of which the consistency – of the outstanding and, and you're even talking about a Tom Brady and six Super Bowls over a long period of time. Um, what this guy does is just so, so special. Coach, I remember in 2017, the Browns had two top 12 picks and the, the conventional wisdom at the time is you're going to get a quarterback with one. You're going to get an, you're going to maybe take the best player available. In that case, they took miles Garrett number one overall. And with that 12th pick, they, they passed up on a chance. They actually traded down on the pick, and they passed up to get Deshaun Watson then. But two picks previously went Pat Mahomes. And I remember there was no talk about Mahomes at one. It was Miles Garrett or Mitchell Trubisky. And there really wasn't a lot of talk about Pat as a top 10 pick, and so it was a surprise when Kansas City traded up to the 10th pick to take Pat Mahomes. So, obviously – the quarterback system and scouting quarterbacks is imperfect. So why is it so dang hard to to spot out of the top 10 quarterbacks of the NFL, or sorry, the, coming out of college, uh, the difference between like a Pat Mahomes, the difference between, you know, a guy like Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, and that that's, that's really the question, isn't it? I wrote a book called The Q Factor that addresses that specifically, that you're, you're and, and you would think with the gain of analytics and experiences we have and, uh, the 24-7 ability to see everything that these players do, that the percentages would be better. But you take a first-round quarterback, it's a 50-50 crapshoot, uh, and, and, and there's no getting around it. And every single one of the guys taken high um, were legitimately taken. Now, you can argue whether they were this, you know, the third pick or the fifth pick or whatever, but very rarely is it, no, this guy is not really a first-round pick. And, and the success ratio is so small. Uh, and you're right, Patrick Mahomes, particularly when you fall out of that top 10 as a quarterback, there's usually reasons for it. And you look at the picks of 11 through 20, and it's, it's a hodgepodge. The guys that either that, that, that fall out of the top 10, uh, but, and you realize, well, they fell out for a reason, or you typically reach, and you're pulling a guy that maybe should be in the 20s or maybe even the second round, but you believe in it and, and, and you pull them up into an early pick. And Patrick Mahomes, it, you know, although uh, you look back down, it's you know, brilliant pick and what did a great job. But I don't think you're right. There was not this universal. Oh my God, this was a great pick. Boy, they they fell to Kansas City. I think at the time, some people thought, well, maybe they reached a little bit. Now, give them kudos to them for for making the pick because obviously it's turned out to be brilliant. 
But I think at the time, most people will say, mm, that's probably a little bit of a reach uh, coming out of uh, Texas Tech. You know, it's not like he had won a lot. Uh, and, and not that that's solely his, his responsibility. And you saw some of the special talent, but I don't think you saw, I don't think it was a forebearer of what we saw now. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people that look back and thinking, God, if we'd have taken this guy and had an opportunity to do so and didn't, uh, you'd love to go back and make that change because obviously he's something special. Coach, looking to the other quarterback involved in this game, there's still a, a, a healthy amount of uh, doubters on uh, Niners quarterback Brock Purdy. Do you think those doubts w about just w how much he has to do with their success, is are those doubts still fair at this point? Yeah, they are. They're fair uh, until he wins it all. Uh, and even then, there's still going to be people, well, is it, you know, is it uh, what's going on around him? And does he just fit that off? Well, that, no, I don't buy that. This guy's turned out to be pretty good. And the pedigree being the last pick of the draft, you know, and, and he's going to have to go some to overcome that because there's always that, well, they, yeah, he's been doing great, but, boy, why did he last so long? Why was he the last? Why did he almost not get drafted? And until he wins it all, there's going to be the question. He has played magnificently, you know, and obviously he had some hiccups in the, in the uh, first round in the uh, divisional round uh, and didn't play well, particularly the first half, but came back and played in his numbers right now. Now he is with, a, with an excellent team. Uh, you can't disassociate that. Uh, the fact that there's talent around them, they're playing great defense. Obviously he fits the system very, very well. Um, but, but this guy has proven that he can play at this level. He's got to win a championship before people will put that qualifier on him that, yeah, he's good. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of these other things, uh, and this game would go a long way to kind of silencing some of that criticism. Brian Billick on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now the Chiefs beat the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl. The Ravens had the number one seed. They had home field advantage. They had, you know, the one-game advantage of, of only having to play one game before the AFC title game. And you look at that game, and, I mean, the defense for Baltimore saved that game from being – a, a much wider gap of a win by Kansas City, and I'm curious, where does the where does the blame fall for Baltimore Baltimore falling short and not getting to a, another Super Bowl? I don't think it we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the blame uh, on the Ravens, although clearly that's the conversation that's going to ensue because, because of all the things you just said, and then you don't get to the Super Bowl. I think the sequence of the game, was one that was, was a killer for the Ravens in the sense that they came out three and out in the first series. And then the next two times Kansas City had the ball, they not only scored, they chewed up the clock. You know, they, with a 10-play, uh, uh, 86-yard drive, the, the first touchdown, then Kansas City came back with a 75-yard drive, almost 10 minutes. Now, the Ravens did score in between, but then after that sequence, then the Ravens fumbled. And the rest of the game, I think the defense was spectacular, but Patrick Mahomes was absolutely brilliant in that first quarter and a half uh, and, and getting that separation. And then, of course, the Kansas City defense did a great job 
against Baltimore and, and the, their their failure to, you know, they got pushed out of what they normally would want to do. They only ran the ball 16 times because even though the score differential was not that big, they felt like they were chasing Kansas City and chasing Mahomes, and so that got away from them. And then obviously the fumble and, and the interception were, were a killer. Um, even with that, it was still only a 10-point game. Um, but it shows you just what a great job Patrick Mahomes did against really a phenomenal defense. Because I thought, when we talked before, I thought going in the game, if we were going to talk about a Kansas City win afterwards, we we're going to be talking about certainly Patrick Mahomes, but talking about their ability to run the ball with Pacheco and, and the fact that they are so uh, uh, so much more of a running team than they've been over the last few years for Kansas City. But they really didn't run the ball well at all. I mean, and 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 really couldn't generate much of a running game. Um, they tried to. I give them credit for sticking with it. They ran it 32 times, but they were under 100 yards. But it was Patrick Mahomes on third down, extending those drives, holding on to the ball. Uh, that was the biggest thing that when you look at it, normally the Ravens, you know, are unbelievable in time of possession. Kansas City had the ball for 37 minutes. So this everything about for Baltimore just was not in their, their wheelhouse. And it was not in the comfort zone for them and ultimately turned out to be the Kansas City win. Coach, looking at the Browns here, 11 wins, uh, embarrassing playoff exit because they got blown out. They never really felt like they were in that game. C.J. Stroud was just fantastic. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that guy's a rookie in what he did, um, both in the regular season and the postseason. But one of the big questions we've been asking everybody this week is that step forward. What do the Browns have to do to avoid a step back next year? I think it all comes down to Deshaun Watson. I, I, I'm, I'm a Deshaun Watson fan in terms of his abilities and what he can do. It's time for that to show up and bring in a new offensive coordinator, and I think they're going to be solid again on defense. Jim Schwartz has been spectacular. Um, they re-energized the running game a little bit, but it's, it's going to all come down to Deshaun Watson. Can he now finally, with all this behind him, step up. I mean, the first year, obviously, with the off-the-field stuff and then the injury and then last year. And Joe Flacco was brilliant, and it showed what they're capable of doing offensively. But it's going to come down to Deshaun Watson. Can he step back into that fold where he's one of the top quarterbacks in the game to go with the intending things around them in a division that has, you know, some pretty good quarterbacks now? You're talking about a healthy Joe Burrow coming back, obviously Lamar Jackson. They're going to do what they're going to do in Pittsburgh. Um, but so, yeah, it, it, it still comes down to if they're going to move forward from what ended up being a pretty darn good year, it's going to be because of the, the improvement in what comes with Deshaun Watson. What does the new OC have to do to give Deshaun every chance to do what you just said? Just wrap the offense around what he does best where he's comfortable with it, uh, t tying into exactly uh, how he processes things, um, uh, the reads, um, how much movement they want him to have. Just basically, and, and it's time. You know, obviously, with the transition and the move, now everything's going to be wrapped around him, obviously, uh, including the new co the coordinator. He's going to have to come in and have to adapt to Sean Watson to make sure that, that those connecting points happen uh, and then spend the entire offseason giving everybody else up to, up to speed on, okay, this is how we're going to do this, and this is how we're going to maximize it. So, um, it, it's it's good news, bad news. The bad news is there's a lot of pressure with that. There's a lot of pressure on them getting it down. The good news is they're doing it with what I think is going to be an outstanding quarterback, so you begin with some pretty good talent. All right, Coach, what can you tell us about signal relief? 
this this is an amazing product. It really is. It's uh, what it is. It's it's a patch, and it, this isn't an icy patch. It's not a tens unit. There's no ointments. There's nothing you take. Uh, you don't plug anything in. This is a patch that works off electrical signals that basically blocks the pain receptors in your body that allows you to continue to do the things you need to do to rehab and work past the issues that we all deal with with prohibitive pain. Uh, It's reusable uh, up to a year, so it's very affordable. You put it where you need it. That's what I love. I'm 18 holes of golf. It goes to my lower back because that's where I feel it. If I get out of the pool, it's my shoulder. It's my upper back. It allows you to, to use that idea that motion is medicine. And that's really where the rehab comes from, the ability to keep moving and moving the joints and the muscles. Signal Relief lets you do just that. Uh, you go to SignalRelief.com, put in the promo code COACH, you get 20% off your first purchase. This is the real deal in helping you manage that prohibitive pain that keeps you from doing the things that you want to do. Coach, great stuff as always, man. Enjoy the, the big game coming up in uh, darn near one week from now, and uh, we appreciate you as always. Sounds great. Brian Billick there. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.